Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even the Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. Hey, we're back. Episode two. What's happening, everybody? What's going on? Season two, episode two. Very fun. I'm John Sieber. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. And we have a special guest today, Versha Sharma. She is Hello. the she is the, <laughs> the senior correspondent and managing editor of Now This News. He got it right. Wow. He got yes, it right. That is what wow. I am. We had tried it a couple times in the intro and, and we weren't sure if Kevin was going to get it, but he nailed it. He nailed knocked it. it out of the park. I would have put nailed that it. at like a 10% chance you were actually going to get that. I'm very impressed, Kevin. <laughs> I did get a little nervous, but <laughs> I know Versha. I knew that that is your title because I've seen it written out multiple times too. So I That's visualized fair. it. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Versha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I actually didn't realize this was your first time or whose first time is it? All what? of yours? All of ours. Mostly... Yeah. Oh, you mean watching through the show? Yeah. I thought you meant first time on the podcast. Uh, no. <laughs> I was like, we've been doing this for a while. I don't even know how this microphone works. Um, this is our. Yeah. This is the whole thing. Is that none of us have ever seen the show before? We have a we we have a little bit You'd of variance. Three or four I'd episodes. seen a few episodes. John had seen sprinkles. Of, of. Kevin had never seen one, and also gave Sex in the City tours without ever seeing it. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> what about the movies? Uh, I had seen, seen the first movie. Okay. Yeah. I know they go to Budokan in the first movie. Right. right um, yep. From the tour, but I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we so I we were basically <laughs> we were basically just out one night till on a on a school night. We don't know school, school but on a yeah. work night, uh till super late and then talked about the idea and then we're texting about it and then decided to do it. So So now so we're here. How many it. how many episodes have you guys seen repeat like that you've already seen cuz I've probably so only far, repeated this, one so far. I think. I think. Okay. I think all every episode I've seen in the past, I've I've watched now. So okay. this is all this is all new to me. All new territory now. Yeah, I've still Very got maybe exciting. I've still got maybe one or two to repeat. What's your experience with Sex in the City version? So I have seen it multiple times. The whole all thing. the way through. The, I mean, not like all the way through, but like I'll watch reruns when they're on TV. Um, I think I was in college at like the height of its popularity, and me and my friends were obsessed with it. Like. They would come over. We would all watch it together. So I've seen I've seen a lot of it multiple times. I loved it at the time. I didn't realize how kind of problematic it was until like later. Sure. Um, you know, it's just like kind of like reflecting on that era of TV and realizing like there aren't really that many people of color on this show. Yeah. Um, and yet I was still obsessed with it, even though I'm an Indian woman. But I loved it. I thought the movies were terrible. Um, I thought they kind of like ruined it, but yeah, that's a common thread that I've heard from a lot of our guests that are not big fans of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Most people wait. And before we get way more into sex and city, can you tell us a little bit about your job with now this news and where you're coming from with like what you do with that? Yeah. So I'm a journalist basically is my day job. Um, cover a lot of politics, but also at times culture. So, and a lot of that also focuses on like representation and culture. Um, Mm. and also I just like to nerd out about things like the Marvel cinematic universe. I love that shit. So I am a journalist and I am a producer at Now This. So we do all video news, um, video reports, and yeah. Cool. One uh, interesting common denominator that you have with Corey is that both of you have met uh, different presidents of the United States. That's true. Tell us about your experience. Okay. Well, yes, I interviewed President Barack Obama when he was still our president. Now, so seems so long ago, uh, <laughs> different, different era, different world. 
But that was one week before the election, the 2016 election, um, which was really cool. That was a great experience. I did not get to talk to him about sex in the city, (laughs) but we talked about some other things. I'm sure he'll be on the podcast. That's the finale. The finale. We'll have you back. I heard him say the same thing. He's like, he's like, wasn't a fan of the movies. Huge fan of. Uh, uh, I loved when they talked to camera. I yeah. loved when they, season one. I hate that trope. What a way! Everyone but, uh, says I'm uh, a, a Charlotte, but I'm uh, really a Miranda. I'm actually, a Miranda. I've actually worked in law some, and I uh, heard they go to Budokan. What's your experience with? Yeah, the who did you meet? So my experience is that I interviewed the current president of the United States. What? He was. I used to work for Jimmy Fallon. And, oh wow. Uh, he he was a guest on uh, promoting Celebrity Apprentice. And I talked to him. We did a bit called Twitter questions for the website. This was at late night with Jimmy Fallon. And so I had to go, which is so funny that it was Twitter questions because like, I think back then he was known for Twitter, but like so much more now, that's how he talks to the American people as the president is through Twitter. Maybe that's when he was tweeting about Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson. Probably so. And also like, I I think also tweeting about Rosie O'Donnell at that point too. This, This was like, I, this was probably like around 2010 or something like that. But he, uh, maybe 2011, but I, I went down and I talked to him and people tweeted in questions for him. And, uh, I went into his room, his guest room, and they told me they were like, he's not going to shake your hand. Cause he's a germaphobe, which was a thing. Like right. he's not now he, I guess he running for the president was like, I got to shake people's hands. But I went in and he didn't shake my hand. We sat down and he was, I will say he was like very professional cause he's, you know, TV person. Like he right. understood media and we sat down and we were sitting face to face and I was explaining the bit to him of how I was like, I'm going to read you tweets and you're going to respond to them and I'll film you. And as I did that, someone came up behind him and she just started spraying tons of hairspray oh. and quaffing his hair up. Like she was like whipping whipped cream. Just you like, saw it happen. I saw it happen like wow. right in front of me. And he like just didn't move. He just sat there and stared at me and just like kind of nodded his head as I gave him direction. <laughs> and then we did the whole bit. And then he, uh, he, uh, the last question was like, Donald, will you give me some money? And he like answered and was like, I can't do a Donald Trump impression. He's like, that's a very good, that's a great question. And I appreciate, uh, you know, I appreciate your boldness. So I'm going to give you, and he pulled out $20 and he handed it. Like I was filming it on a phone and he handed it past the phone, like off camera. So I just grabbed it and then we, and he finished it. And he was like afterward, thank you so much. You can tell my people when it's going to be on. He was like, and that money, you can give that to Jimmy. And I was like, okay. And then I, wow. like Jimmy I thought he was going to ask for it back. No, I thought that's what was he was happen. like, he was like, give that to Jimmy. Did and you? Like, and uh, I put it in my wallet and then I didn't see Jimmy for like three or four days. And then I just don't know what happened to it. <laughs> So it got spent beer. on like yeah. Good beer. Yeah, I'm okay. sure it went to a good <laughs> good thing. Uh, yeah. That's but I, crazy. I wish I still had that 20 bucks. That'd be great. That is just wild that both of you have met the the most powerful men in the world at different times. At different times. I had yeah. a steak it's dinner with Kim Jong Un actually. You had Kim, 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 Kim Jong Un. <laughs> it was amazing. You guys went to Luger's together, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. But I have farmed diff- peanuts with Jimmy Carter recently. <laughs> um well, uh do we know what this episode is about? Uh, we can we can find out what it's. Do you about. have a favorite episode? Ooh, good question. Um, not a single one stands out, but I have favorite like story arcs, right? Like they okay. they go through all these men, so you have your favorite boyfriends or flings right. or whatever. Yeah, throw out them. throw out a favorite boyfriend just for us to be excited for when that Steve happens. Steve, talk. Oh man, I was gonna I was gonna say Steve. I know oh. that's like it's too easy, but Steve is the best. I know nothing about Steve, I don't but know. I'm really excited. Actually, Harry is pretty great. Ooh, you guys never heard about Harry? No, oh, Harry's great. Harry. Harry's great. Yes. Okay. Where? Uh, so you said you were a big fan in college. Where did you go to college in New York, or were you? No, I'm from Louisiana. I went to college in Louisiana. Okay, and yeah. and what, did you watching Sex and the City? Did any part of you watching that want to make you? Did it influence your decision to move to New York? At all? I don't think so, at least not consciously. Okay. But honestly, I never, even having loved the show, I never wanted to live in New York. Mm -hmm. So DC was always my goal. Okay. Because, you know, I was a poli sci major, Mm -hmm. journalism back then too. So I always thought DC was like the natural place to go. Sure, sure. So I kind of actually accidentally ended up in New York Mm. and then realized that it's so much cooler than DC. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay here. And so definitely after though, yeah, yeah. then it was like, cause gossip girl is another favorite of mine. And I have to tell you rewatching gossip girl after living in the city, 
has been pretty great. Does yeah. that does Gossip Girl seem like it lines up more with the New York experience, like Sex in the City, than Sex in the City or less? I mean, it seems like it's probably just another world that's like completely out of what we would know because it's all about rich Upper East Side kids, right? Yeah, exactly. So I would say Gossip Girl is at least like a little more self-aware that they're only showing you this one bubble of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Got and it. they'll like they will make jokes about like when they go down to Brooklyn and all of that stuff. So it's it's more natural that okay. way, I think. Go to the realm. Well, what was the, uh, who has the episode title? So the episode title, this is episode 202. It's uh, season two, episode two. It's called The Awful Truth. The Awful Truth. The Awful Truth. Do we think an inconvenient truth? Is it about Al Gore? It's about Al Gore. (laughs) Al Gore is the guest star on this episode. (laughs) Carrie hits some stormy weather after she sleeps with Al Gore. (laughs) (laughs) But she sticks with him because she wants to use the internet that he invented. (laughs) The newly invented internet. Um, do we think that, cause in last episode, I didn't know if season two of Mr. Big would be gone for a while. He's kind of one of the centerpieces of season two, episode two. To catch you up, this last one that we watched, Carrie and Big just broke up. Okay. Uh, for the first time. Okay, they this their, is the first time. Okay. Their <laughs> first breakup. And then she's walking around being like, oh no, like what if I run into him? And at the end of the episode, she runs into him with well, the new Yankee. The new, she cries in the new oh, Yankee's yeah. mouth. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... Casting, who is cast very well. He's very athletic looking. He looks like Tom like, Brady. You know, yeah. he, they did a good job. He seemed like he could be a pro athlete. Yeah, yeah, totally. The um. So my question is, do we think Mr. Big will be in this episode? Ooh. I don't think he will be. I think Are we're we gonna, gonna take a break from him for a while. A big sighting. A big sighting. Big sighting. I'm gonna say no. I think you're right. I what? don't think this he episode will was be called in. the awful, the truth? awful truth. Because I was just trying to figure out what that would mean, but I'm like, I feel like we have five or six episodes gone with Big. That's just my guess. I don't think five or six, but I don't think he's in this one. I th- I'd say we got three. You also got to think, I wonder if Chris Noth had a, a contract writer where it's like, I got to be in this yeah, not, episode. I'm going Noth is oh, in it. I'm going Noth. It's I'm all going or nothing. Th- <laughs> I'm going three episodes <laughs> without Noth. All right. No Noth. Um, the Awful Truth. Let's go. We'll go watch it, and then we'll chat about it. Let's do it. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Episode 14, The Awful Truth. Carrie accidentally suggests that her friend leave her domineering, violent husband. Miranda builds up the courage to talk dirty in bed. While Charlotte tries to replace the perfect man with the perfect dog. Samantha gets dragged to a couple's therapy session with her boyfriend and tries to avoid talking about her real problem with their sex life. And now, back to the boys. Welcome back. Wow. The awful truth. The awful, awful truth. truth. A lot of truth bombs that episode. The awful truth. A lot of truth bombs. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully that was the end of the small of the small penis thing. That's been going on for yeah. way too long. Has it been happening for a while? Yeah, it, she it, dates James for a while. She yeah. dated James yeah. from I'm, I'm done with it. A couple, uh, it was like maybe two, at least two episodes. Well, I, I don't know if he came in at the last episode of season one, but he's okay. been in for a little while. Did you? How do you feel about the way that it ended? Funny, I like. Yeah, I like the. I like the. Uh, what was the counselor's name? Velma. It, yeah, Velma, Velma. Something. She wrote a book called Into, Into Me See, which In, is like yeah. an intimacy play. Which I thought it is that a. She wasn't like a real therapist, was she? I, I doubt think, it. No, <laughs> I doubt it. I just feel like I've like heard. I was like, is that a real book? I don't know. That seemed like a like '90s therapy thing or something like that. Yeah, but it ended okay. I'm, I'm glad that. I'm glad that that. That one is hopefully done, over and done with. We, the, uh, we'll, we'll see. That's one of the top two um, fake books, uh, <laughs> self-help books ever. What's the other Number one, one is Intimacy. Number two is The Man Inside Me by... Uh, Tobias Funke. To- <laughs> Tobias Funke. Oh, yeah. Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah. yeah. I lo- uh, so we'll do a quick recap of the episode. I guess the if I could... The, the common thread in this episode was uh, revealing things or truth... Telling truthful things where you maybe feel like you couldn't share. And every character wrestled with uh, a big question that they had um, or, or a truth bomb, if you will, to, to drop. Um, and uh, we'll just go through them all. Samantha's was that her, her lover had a small penis and she finally told him that. Um, and just mer- not being able to be intimate or open up about her. Yeah. That she wasn't general. satisfied. Yeah. 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 Uh, some uh, Miranda's was she got into this whole role playing or not role playing but dirty being talk. vocal while you're uh, intimate dirty kind of talk. thing this dirty talk 
and she uh, crossed the line by telling uh, her man that she that he likes a finger in the butt, uh, which really turned him off. Um, even though it was true, even though he it was did true. like it, he, he didn't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Some uh, Charlotte's Charlotte's was like. I'm trying to, like, was it that she didn't need a man, so she got a dog? I don't. Yeah. She got we'll a dog. Her like was like a little bit more her murky. Storyline yeah. is that she got a dog, and then yeah. and then um, <laughs> Carrie's was was mainly a story that uh, they told through Susan Sharon, her friend, where Carrie essentially was uh, put in the situation where she kind of told Susan Sharon to uh, divorce her husband, but kind of not. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the conflict. And Susan Sharon's situation was that she had like an emotionally abusive, super aggressive husband that just yelled at her Mm -hmm. all the time. Including in front of her friends. Including her friends. He was like, get out of here. Right. And and, uh, the one thing, I guess it ended with the one thing that Carrie couldn't say and she still didn't say was that she is not over big. Not Not over big. Not over big. Been five weeks weeks later. Been seen a Yankee. Not over big. That's no. isn't it crazy that she's not over this guy that she had this intense relationship with and they can't just hang out on her birthday as right. friends five weeks later. Yeah. 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 That's wild. I I never have I've never been a guy that is like, well, we can be friends. Like ex girlfriends, I'm like, I'm not I don't try and keep things like you want it to be cordial, but it always like whenever you see that happen, it's like, yeah, it's obvious. You you can't talk on the phone and you can't like have coffee as friends like maybe you can one day maybe yeah. but like it's hard to go definitely back not five weeks later like yeah. it has not been that long See, at all that's funny because and i hope this isn't getting too personal but no. you you have you had a big relationship in your life yes. that never worked out yes and i feel like although you're not day-to-day friends you will text her or no we yeah don't like text three now. in the morning you usually text <laughs> no. her you're i know you did crying. you did a, you did a uh a, a show uh, yeah a, a comedy show in which that was like the common thread of it and she, yeah. you talked to her about that but i would say that our thing first of our all first off first off <laughs> do, why'd you bring this up no um but our coffees or our it was always oh they're coffees now Coffees or drinks or late or night. drinks or, or drinks. drinks. Sometimes it was a join involved. It was always about being like, are we getting back together or not? It was never it was just relationship like, talks. Yeah, and yeah. it was always like that was the goal, not not um not to try and force like a friendship. My whole thing with her, and I would tell her, I would just be like, listen, I don't want to be friends with you, and then we would end up like getting back together. Okay, so that's that's where that was. Okay, but also it's been four and a half years now. And then when she heard about the show that I was doing, mm-hmm. which she was involved in, she was, I, I tell stories about that. She had texted me and was just like, I want you to know, I hope it goes well. Okay. And then, so it, but it was, it was four and a half years later. And mm-hmm. if she would have texted me that like five weeks after five weeks after I'd be like, Hey, come, come to my uh, dinner and yeah. we'll all sit around a table and talk about you where you can for sure hear what we're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. That's you'll a, be so enraptured with the be belly dancers. Belly dancers. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Carrie, which was weird because like Carrie, so it's her birthday. They, did they say which birthday it was for her? They don't. I'm I think guessing it was her like 34. 17th? It was her 17th. It was her sweet 16th. It was her debutante ball. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, she has her birthday at this... Uh, was it a Moroccan, Moroccan restaurant? restaurant? Yeah. It was a Moroccan restaurant. And then she, but because there's a whole scene where Big delivers flowers to her house yes. or Which, he doesn't deliver them. He gets them delivered. She calls him. To say he, thank you. To say thank you. He answers on a cell phone. Which I guess was was like a big deal at that time because not a lot of people had cell phones, I don't think. Only 99. rich people. Only rich Only people. Rich it's 1999. And then... Uh, and then he, it's the most awkward phone call where he's like, yeah, my secretary saw it was on the calendar. Oh. So awkward. Ugh. So harsh. And, and then, I don't know why she doesn't just like end the, the call then. She keeps right. it going. Yeah. yeah. It makes she's, it worse. <laughs> she's, yes. By she's, inviting him to her birthday. Like right. what was she thinking? Yeah. And the, but it, when she does invite him, she is kind of like, there's a little bit of like, oh, why what do am I, I do doing? that? Why do I keep talking? And she does that. And then he shows up with his friend whose tie was way too long. But on the phone call, on the phone call, when she just, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I, can I bring someone? She's like, yeah. sure. And then that is the, that's like the twist of the knife where it's like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, 
That sucks. But also, it, it ends up being a dude, yeah. like his friend. Yeah. Which I think, was that dude from season one? I feel like we saw, have we never seen that guy before? I think you've like met him briefly. I maybe. feel like okay. we met him. Yeah. I think he was like at a brunch. I think he came to one of Carrie and Big's dates. I think he's the dude that crashed a date. Crashed their date. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Man, All that, of Big's. That, that dude needs to get his life together. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> always just... hanging out with Big, just like, I'm going through something, man. <laughs> Can I come hang out with you, man? He also Can seen- I go to your ex-girlfriend's birthday party with you? <laughs> yeah, right. Although there- he he did he did drop the truth bomb on Susan Sharon. By the way, you know those people in your lives who who their first and last name people? I appreciate that in the show. <laughs> Susan Sharon. Susan everyone Sharon. has a friend That's true. who is a first name and last name person. Yeah. You know, yeah. where it's just and it's usually I'm usually that guy because there's John so many Sieber? Johns. And so it's like, oh, John Sieber, not not the other million Johns that we know. So I appreciated that they they had Susan Sharon. Can everybody think of a first and last name person in their life? I was just going to say that, especially when it's two first names. Yeah, yeah. That's how you call them. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy who... There was a guy who wasn't was like he wasn't an audience plant, but he's a person that got pulled onto stage at at my job at Colbert, and his name was like John Michael Patrick Marks. Like he had four first names, (laughs) and they were like, "What on earth?" It was John Michael Patrick Marks. Give a shout out Twitter. Shout out hashtag. What's up? Um, I th- I think I can't think of anyone. Well, I think there's first. And l- I thought what you were gonna say is there's always a person around that is that is like getting out of a relationship and always like hanging around because it's just like yeah I just got out of this thing. Well, there's so probably what, that. There's that person too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or or just a person like Susan Sharon who doesn't actually ever shut up. Yeah. So, yeah. That was like <laughs> that was an interesting thing to me because like okay so the the show opens up with like she's on in this like walking on eggshells marriage and her husband is like he. He is. He has like anger issues and is emotionally abusive. He like yells at his wife to shut up all the time. To, to his credit though, she put the Natalie and Brulia CD inside you too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's not like he Such, no precedent. Right. For this. Yeah, right. Totally. Right. Such I get it. He had some legitimate complaints. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting that later at the dinner, um, it's like she talks a lot, and this guy puts her in her place by being like, "Do you ever shut the fuck up?" And I was like, "Listen, she talks a lot, but I'm like." People are consistently very rude to this one. Yes. Like, yes. yeah, she does talk a lot, but like, it, it, can someone just nicely be like, sometimes you talk a lot. Right, it's like right. the only way she's going to learn is that people are like, shut the fuck up, Susan Sherry. <laughs> hey, Susan. Hey, Susan. Let's let Stanford have a chance to talk. And yeah. it should also, be- Stanford got like at that dinner, they're talking about the finger in the butt thing with uh, Miranda's thing. And Stanford was like. I actually don't like things in my butt. And everyone like laughs and he's like, it's true. That was like the one part for like, that's like an interesting thing from the one gay, gay male voice where he's like, a lot of people think this is always true about gay men. It's actually not. They're like, shut up. More vodka. We don't care about that. We don't care about you, you idiot. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say about Susan Sharon that it should be Carrie that Mm. tells her like, hey, maybe slow down. And there's another moment. So this will be an emerging theme for the series. Maybe you've already seen it. I don't know. That even though Carrie was like an aspirational character for a lot of young women when the show mm-hmm. first came out, when you rewatch it, you realize like how very selfish she, mm. she can be. Mm. And there's a moment in this episode where um, she says internally, her internal monologue says Susan Sharon is probably not going to end right. up with anybody else in the rest of her life. Like she'll yeah. probably be single. Yeah, yeah. When and they're Carrie's getting like, candy or whatever. She's probably right about that. Like yeah. that's her internal. I'm like, that's so mean to yeah. think about your friend. Like why, why yeah. would you think that? Why right. would you say that? But you know, yeah. I think she's again, that'll be, that'll be a theme. She's Carrie can be very selfish. Do you think that that is because she's the protagonist and therefore like different conflict or, or different things have to be put on her just because she's that character. So Week to week, that adds up. So you don't notice it week to week, but then when you rewatch it, you're like, uh, like, yeah, that's possible. Because I'm wondering if just because of the way you have to write a TV show, if that's why it, that stuff gets, she has to have conflict or has to have like a different thought. I don't know though. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's an interesting question. The other one I kind of think of, I mean, she's obviously like a flawed character, right? Mm. And it's totally fine for, to have like a complex female character lead. That's mm. great. Mindy Kaling comes to mind. I don't know if you guys have watched the Mindy Project, mm-hmm. but she is again like, but it's comical, so it's a little bit different because it's like straight comedy. Mm-hmm. She is like a comically selfish character, but okay. she's yeah. also like aware. She jokes about it. She admits it, 
Whereas Carrie, I feel like Carrie's trying to be the hero, or mm-hmm. they want Carrie to be your heroine, yeah. but she kind of sucks sometimes. Well, even, mm-hmm. yeah. even in Girls, like one thing that people criticize Girls for is that none of the characters were particularly likable, and right. I think that is a true criticism of that show, yes. but it was also kind of known like they're trying to write these selfish millennials, and so it was right. like, it was like, yeah, we kind of know that Hannah's the worst, right. and she is like horribly selfish and they're trying to write it that way even though she really did come off like that through all of girls right yeah i wonder if some of some of that is the um understanding or just back of your head thing of being like i want to write a carrie bradshaw character only have them realize it like i i wonder if if mindy kaling has a watched sex and city or shows like that and was like wanted to call that out or and girls i feel like there's that was more of a clear parallel that was like it's like sex and city only like selfish millennials exactly and it was Um, supposed to be yeah yeah yeah. um do you have were you gonna say something about a plot thing hold on i just lost it was i no i I, I, I was just the carrie thing so in the show carrie is obviously gives advice to susan sharon uh over the phone and all the all the uh her friends thought that she was put in a no-win situation uh like that if if susan sharon breaks up carrie's responsible for it uh, if she decides to stay with her abusive husband, Carrie's the bad guy because now Susan Sharon knows that Carrie hates her husband. Uh, have you guys ever been in a situation like that? Do you think that was a fair commentary on uh, giving advice to friends on on their relationships? What? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 All the time. And it's not like, okay, yes, this was a specific case with an abusive or verbally abusive right. husband, but... I mean, I can think of one friend right now who's kind of in that situation, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to talk to her about it. Let's call yeah. him. <laughs> see, see, I, think, I, think like, I mean, that guy was so egregiously over the line. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, I don't, I can't find support for the side that Carrie was wrong in telling Susan Sharon her husband was an asshole. Because he, he was so, he was so. Even the way he talked to the dog at the end. Yeah. Like, he ended yeah. up with Charlotte's dog, and he was just, I mean, like, yelling by, at the dog. He su- just had anger issues. By suggesting that Carrie was in the wrong for telling her... I mean, maybe Carrie shouldn't say, you should get divorced, but right. I think there's nothing wrong with telling someone, the way this person is treating you is not right. I, right. And, and I agree with you, but I think what they're saying is, like, once you do that... Then once they're back together, that lady, they didn't show this in the episode, but that lady in two years will be like doing really well with her husband, maybe. And it's just like, oh, yeah, Carrie said to leave him like that will have an effect or does on their friendship. Yeah, Yeah. on their friendship. Yeah. 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 So I'm not saying I don't think they were saying what Carrie did was wrong or like, obviously, this guy's bad. But once you step out and do that, you are sort of marked of like or if someone's dating and then like I've I have a friend that has called out like a bunch of his friends, girlfriends. And then they become married and he's like, yeah, not quite as close friends with this person anymore. That's because, awkward. You know, I had yeah. a friend that, yeah, I had a friend who a, a friend called him out and he was, he told him, he was like, listen, you, you can, but like, this is the one time you get to do this. And then he did it, you know, yeah. and then they got married. So it's like, Wait, I'm, can you, can you clarify? I don't, I'm, Oh, it was just basically like that. With the, this one friend was going to get married and mm-hmm. another friend was like, I feel like you guys are maybe rushing into this. Oh, okay. And the guy was like, I don't like to hear that, but if you want to say it, like go for it, but just know like, this is your time air, whatever you're going to air. And then I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's like, uh, that person received that criticism pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like when often, often when you, when you're thinking about being the person that is going to interject in a way like that, mm-hmm. you always play like the worst case scenario out. Where you're like, the person's going to hate me forever. They're going to be happy two years down the road and remember this conversation I had. When it's probably not like that. Yeah, yeah. and there are other ways that it will impact you immediately, too. So Susan Sharon ends up on Carrie's couch because Carrie's the one that counseled her through this. So, I mean, then she's responsible that way as well. Yeah, I got a feeling that Carrie doesn't really like Susan Sharon. She was not happy about Susan smoking her cigarettes. She's not happy about Susan crashing. And Susan's not... The most likable person. Well, that's that's where I think Susan Sharon. They they Susan Sharon. You can't just call her Susan. No. Susan it's Sharon. Not okay. I just don't know who it is. If we just Bob, say Susan. Bob Thomas. <laughs> Rob uh, Thomas. Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas of Matchbox Twenty is a, is a double first namer. Um. Oh man, I got in this huge fight one time when I put my Matchbox Twenty CD inside a Natalie <laughs> Natalie and Julia <laughs> compact disc set. Um. No, but I had I probably with that same relationship that you brought up earlier, John, that yes. I was involved in for four years. Um, I had probably like mom, I probably had 16 different people in my life do that 
thing. Just be tell like, you that you should not be with this person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then at a certain point, you have to be like, oh, every close person in my life might be right. Um, but it did when I was still in it. Or See, I think you may. I think you messed up. You should have just seen it through, man. <laughs> seen it through. I'm on the other side. Um, I would have, but just the way she yelled at me, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. No, but uh, ours was more of like a on off breakup thing, but it did affect one of my friends that who's a close friend. Now he gave me the harshest, like, do not get back together with her or else I'll be so angry. And then when I would get back together with her, of course, like I would avoid him. Yeah. And then when I would see him, I'd be like, I'm sorry. He's like, it's all right, man. I love you, but. It's okay, you know. So at least you knew where he was coming from, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all it, this situation is different because that dude was clearly like borderline abusive. Well, definitely verbally abusive. Yes, he was. Yeah. Susan Sharon's husband. Yeah. Susan Sharon's, Sharon's husband, Mister Sharon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron, I feel like his yeah. name was Aaron Sharon. <laughs> Might have been Aaron Sharon. Aaron Sharon. A double first name or different? Aaron Sharon with the anger management issues. There you go. <laughs> Spinoff show. Um, we haven't talked about Charlotte's or not Charlotte. Well, we haven't talked about Miranda's we plot talk about line, Miranda. but before we get to Miranda, you said when we were watching it, virtually you were like, I love Charlotte. And we don't get a lot of people that are that like, really? that love Charlotte. Oh, it's not I that we even, Charlotte. it's not that we even get people that don't like Charlotte. Charlotte's just so vanilla. Like she's just there. Right. Just, over her. She's got right. a, she's got a like dog storyline while like everyone else has like heavier storyline. So why that do you love true. Charlotte? Well, so I loved her in that moment because I think. She can and often is very vanilla, but she also has like this naughty side. That's mm-hmm, why she mm-hmm. hangs out with people like Carrie and Samantha. Mm-hmm. And you saw it in this episode when like she starts saying cock and Carrie is the one that is like not okay with that and kind mm-hmm. of prudish about it. Mm-hmm. So I just think I think Charlotte's very funny. She's very sweet. Sense of style. She's got my favorite sense of style mm-hmm. out of all four of the ladies. Yeah. Uh, well, she, and she will she will evolve. You'll see okay. her evolve. Yeah. So. Well, we had a moment at the end of the first season where I think I don't know if everyone said it. It was one of my favorite Charlotte moments where she went to this, uh, she went to a couple different uh, psychics. And then these one psychics were like, we need a hundred more dollars to remove this curse of you never getting married. And she was like, I'm not going to do that. It yeah. was like kind of, I was like, Oh, it's cool to see her pull through in a strong moment. Right. Yes. She's got yes. some character. And depth. she'll have a lot. She'll have a lot more of that. And probably I think going back to what I was saying about Carrie, I think Charlotte's probably the least selfish out of the four of them. Mm. So I do kind of appreciate mm. that about her. Like, I think she's a pretty good friend. Mm. In general, so I appreciate those those aspects of her. I think um, she she yeah she is really giving and a good listener yeah. Um, and then maybe that's the good side of her vanilla, like she's vanilla in some ways, but it's also like she's pretty like loyal and pretty honest with. She's more honest with other people in like a kind way, maybe less honest with herself at times or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's or, not that I dislike Charlotte; it's that she just gets passed over. So like. She gets overlooked because the other characters are so much more, I don't know, bold than her. Bigger, like, bigger personalities. Bigger personalities. Yeah. So yeah, it's like totally, oftentimes totally. I think the writers neglect Charlotte's storyline. And, and I think that's right. And I think probably in the early seasons, they don't quite know what to do with her Right. Yet. They just needed, yeah. they needed like the straight vanilla person yeah. to balance out Samantha. And, yeah. and as a result, she's not as interesting, but I'm excited to see how she develops. Yeah. Do you know what she's like? She's, she's like, uh, here um, we go. In, in Home Improvement. They really knew what to do with the two brothers, but the youngest brother, Mark, they didn't know what to do with him in the first few seasons, so they made him goth. <laughs> they made him goth. They did I all don't these. Remember Mark? Really? I don't think so. Exactly, because he was poorly written. It was when he was a kid; he was cute, and then once he went through puberty, they're like, "What do we do with this guy?" So right. they made him goth, and then like Tim Allen and the wife had to sit down and be like, "Our son is goth," <laughs> and that was like a big <laughs> on a very special. We found we found this Marilyn oh, yeah. Manson CD in our U two case. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, go outside and talk to, to the neighbor talk Wilson. To, talk yes, to Wilson. Wilson. Al Borland over will the come fence. over. I will. I will Great say show. one of the one of the things about this that I wrote down, and then that's when the Miranda line came up, which was um, watching this like twenty years ago, and I don't, I, I don't know whether it's good or bad for culture, but just in general, the amount, and I've read studies like in New York Times and stuff about how like kids are exposed to so much more sexually at young ages. And so it's funny that at the time this is like dirty talk and it's like, or like the talk they had in last season about like anal sex. And I feel like now I just feel like it's way more normal. And for people to talk about like, like a finger in the ass now has probably been on like 40 TV shows. Right. Right. And 
this at the time it's like oh my gosh that's the end of uh, that's the end of every late night interview and yes. now it's time for the finger in the ass <laughs> segment hey and we're yeah but it was it was very edgy back then yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it was considered they, they, edgy. they didn't really yeah. talk about it on shows i'm guessing yeah yeah but i do i do like that the twist on this was she gets really into it and then it ends up i i just think that was a great when they got into the dirty talk thing, I'm like, I've heard so many jokes and storylines about like dirty talk. Yeah. But their twist on it, I thought was really good. It was well done. I enjoyed that storyline. I, I did fine. too. And, and totally. her acting chops really, like, she, her realization She's of like actress. her she liking is. the yeah. dirty talk, I was like, that's some of the best acting we've she, seen in the show. It was fantastic. Yeah. We've said it a bunch of times before. You can, she's just the best actress on the show of the four. Yeah, great. totally. She is. Totally. Um, there's another, remember when in season one, she met the dude who was into spanking videos mm -hmm. and then she like says to him, she did the same thing where she's like, I think this is weird. And then she gets too into it and she's like, do you want to get spanked? And it freaks him out the yeah. same way that finger in the ass guy did. Yeah. And you yeah. can, you can see that in her because she is, she's got kind of like that aggressive yeah. personality. She's a partner at a law firm. She's got yeah, stuff she's to do. Yeah. And now she's like, okay, I can get into this. Yeah. I do think it is. That is funny. Um, just a guy wanting a finger in the ass and then being afraid to admit it. I would just. It totally makes sense though. Yeah, like totally. A hundred percent. And that probably still happens today. Right. Like the, guys that enjoy that kind of thing, but they but don't want to talk about it. I guess she just, well then does that mean that she just initiated it and he never asked for it and then he was into it, but it, cause That's a good question. it'd be weird if he was like, put your finger in my ass. And <laughs> yeah. then she's like, remember that? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there, there was a really good tweet, um, by, I don't know. I just saw it. If we can find out who it is, we'll, Post it. If you it did said, a tweet, call the show. If you did a tweet, call the show. No, but the tweet was um, if a guy wants to understand what can, like, says he doesn't understand consent, then have a, like, see how he feels if you just stuck your finger in his ass without telling him. Yep. And then, and I was like, oh, that's really. That is a good tweet. Right? Yeah. That is a good tweet. See, you guys yes. weren't expecting a no, good tweet. That's no. a good tweet. <laughs> that's the other segment on the late night show. And now it's time for that's a good tweet. <laughs> Uh, capital G, capital T. But yeah, so it seems like the the finger finger in the butt is still making waves. Still yeah. making waves. Still <laughs> I'd say that's still making waves. That yeah. would be. Um, and then I guess the other thing is before finger in the butt, Miranda, the whole thing was like she got into talking dirty and she even just her talking like totally revved that dude up and she yes. didn't have to do anything. She was mm -hmm. just saying words. Just saying words. She said rock and that worked. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, rock. Yeah. It, yeah, the whole, and she I, said sausage, which yeah, that was me so out. weird. That if I was like, about to come and then a girl, sausage. I would be like, oh man, yeah, I was getting it close. It, yeah, it would take you out of it, but he liked it. He, <laughs> he liked, liked it. it. He was into it. But yeah. I think that was the comedy of it is like he, any, he, she could have said literally anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was yeah. down. One thing. Well, there's only one thing you can't say. It, you know what we saw? Um, it was our very first, I believe, Cosmo. They didn't order them, but that was the first time we saw oh. a Cosmopolitan. Where was it? Birthday? It At the Moroccan uh, restaurant. Okay. A weird place. That wasn't to like in the Cosmo. first episode they weren't having they, Cosmos? So far in the first season, there's been no Cosmos. Interesting. Okay. So it becomes a thing later on. Yeah. yeah. Which, who was drinking it? They, they just had them at the table. Okay. Because she was um, drinking vodka. They so ordered we, them. Yeah. Carrie she was drinking vodka double vodka drink. Yeah. She ordered double vodka rocks. Strong drink in a Moroccan restaurant. It was Big's Cosmo. Big it was big. It's, his fa it's his favorite drink. Is, Is it really? True? No, I don't know. Oh, oh, <laughs> I was like, that's crazy if that's true. <laughs> that's the whole thing. So my, okay, I would have a question. Is what Big did, I guess we know that it was his, um, his secretary now that did it, but was it a selfish move of him to send the flowers or should he not have done that? It's definitely a confusing move because yeah. they're like five weeks out of the, whether he says it or not, they were in a relationship and then, you know, to send anyone a bunch of like long stem red roses and a box for their birthday is a move. And then I, I think that's a confusing move, but the bigger confusing move is to go to their birthday and sit there for half the have the birthday party. It's, and again, he knows it's his ex's birthday and he's like flirting with the belly dancers yes. and mm -hmm. giving them money. Like just like really not appropriate behavior at your ex's birthday. If yeah. you're going to go, if you're going to go, period. Yeah. It's such a, yeah, it's really strange. But maybe he knew that she wasn't over him. Maybe she like he, he she might said not, at the end, the awful truth that she couldn't say is that I'm still not over you. That's true. And yeah. he and, and if is that's, probably not over her. And if yeah. that's the case, then 
maybe sending flowers is, is a kind of a way to, to get back in there. Well, Charlotte had a line. Charlotte was like, uh, you know, this, this is a sign. If someone never shows up in your life again, it was never meant to be. But if they make this grand gesture, then that means it's something you should revisit and look at. And yeah. So it definitely wasn't a grand gesture. I agree with the other Miranda she said it was on a that. Vague gesture. Yes, it was yeah. a vague gesture. Jewelry was a grand, like you said. a grand gesture, right? What was jewelry? She said. Was, or Samantha said that. Jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was. I actually really like that scene. Why do you think that that when he called, he was just such a bumbling idiot about how the flowers got delivered? Because I think like, he's not over her. I think okay. he feels awkward so he was like about nervous. that thing too. Yeah. That's interesting too, because it it'd be hard to write. I thought he was more careless. Not yeah. bumbling. Well, he just like, he was like, oh, my secretary had it in her planner. I mean, she didn't send the flower. I mean, I sent the flowers, but right. my secretary reminded, and it's just like. It was bumbling for big. Yeah, for big. You don't see him like that. I was going to say, I think it'd be hard to write bumbling for that character because yeah. he is so confident and not only confident, but he's consistently aloof. Yes. So he's like, I don't know. Like he never really shows any sort of excitement about stuff. Yeah. Trust me. Now that he's not with Carrie anymore, he's bumbling. Okay. He's exactly. all over Tinder, Bumble, Grinder. <laughs> He he Hinge. met up with Stan, Stanford Blatch. I want someone to write fan fiction about Stanford Blatch and uh, Biggs, like on I'm, the DL hookups. I'm sure that fan fiction exists. <laughs> I'd love I'm, to read. I'm positive that that already exists. Do you think it. there's Sex and the City fan fiction? Uh, oh, there's God, gotta be. Yes. I bet there's a Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we need to there's do. We need to dive into the world of, of yes, bonus Sex episodes, fan fiction. fan fiction. Um, one interesting thing that happened. Uh, was that Willie Garson, who plays Stanford Blatch, who was in this episode with two lines and then no more, mm-hmm. um, responded to us on, on Instagram. He did? <laughs> what did For he respond? all the wrong reasons. Oh, well, no. Oh, no. Because well, we made a little mistookus. Yeah. Well, we've been trying to be more active on our social medias. And I put, a, I put an Instagram post up of him because he was in episode three, which just came out uh, on episode, yeah, episode three. And we're like, we got introduced to Stanford Blatch on this and it was so, I forgot that he was in the pilot. And so he was like, actually I was in the pilot. Yeah, he responded. You got fact checked yeah. by the actor by the himself. By we tagged, yeah. Oh my God. We tagged yeah. him in the post and put the wrong thing up. And then uh, our oh, producer, hilarious. our producer, Jeremy brilliantly like replied him from our account and was like, our social media intern really screwed that one up. <laughs> We're going to change it. And then we yeah. changed it. And fire the intern. So, Willie, if you you're, li- if you're listening the out there, we don't have a social media intern. <laughs> it was Kevin. It was just me early on the subway being like, I'm pretty sure I should check. No, I think that's the first episode. And then I got a little stomachache when he responded. I was like, oh, I feel bad. But you got you got blatched. You got blatched. <laughs> you got blatched hard. Um, so the end of this, they get out, the last two people that leave the birthday are Carrie and Big, and they have an awkward walk, which like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people have had that like awkward walk with like a weird, with how, whatever the relationship is, you're with this person that like either you like or you've broken up with. But like one thing that they didn't really touch on, but I thought was cool is like when they said goodbye, you could tell they like didn't know if they were supposed to hug or shake yeah. hands or just yeah. kind of do the like wave. And then, uh, he got in a cab and, or he got in his car and she got in a cab. She says she was going to call a cab. And said she couldn't say she was over him. Mm-hmm. I felt like we've talked about this before. We've talked about like most New York and least New York moments. Yeah. Yeah. To me, and maybe it's just because I saw a thing that said like Tribeca, yeah, Tribeca saw, grocery store too. or whatever. That felt pretty New York to me because yeah. that there's a lot of like exteriors in this show that you're like, that could be New York, that could be any city. That felt like New York. Yeah. A fire truck went by in the background. It just looked like late night in Tribeca where it's like there's yeah. not a lot of people out. Although yeah. I will say smelly traffic. And when you're out with a for a friend and it's like their big birthday dinner, they're not walking home like no, that. Like, like you're having That's someone, actually a good point. You're having someone go home with them and tuck them into bed. Especially they're if they've been yeah, drinking double vodka rocks exactly. all night. And I'm not sure the girls would have left her alone with Big, exactly. honestly. Yeah. So they, were, they were shit-talking him all night. Yeah, you're like, you know what? Yeah. She's been having vodka sodas. Let's just let her walk home with him. Nope. Yeah, that, that I guess that's happen. a good question. Like, if they were going to do that, if, if he was there and hanging around that long, I, I feel like realistically someone would have made a move that's like, are we going home together? Why are you here? Yeah. I Maybe writing. I mean, I can see like realistically, I could see them being like, Carrie, are you okay? Should we leave you guys alone? Are you cool right. with this? And yeah. maybe Carrie's like, yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah. it did feel very New York. I enjoyed that. What was the least New York thing in that episode? <sighs> least New York thing in the episode. Um, the fact, I don't know. I was going to say the fact that anyone enjoys you too. 
<laughs> Such a low shot for you two, right there. I and they're but they're, they're stung from that. Ooh. I mean, you two stung the yeah, restaurant. Really stung. No, like, you two is great. Maybe, I don't know why I made that joke. Maybe that would have been a thing back then, but yeah. I don't know restaurant? people who go to dinners like that. Yeah, like, I I feel like on that level. Yes, but I have seen like there's that one hookah bar in the East Village that's like uh, there's one on like third and first. It's this hookah bar and it just seems very much like they're like, this is a Moroccan hookah bar. They don't it have just, belly dancers, though, do they? Sahara Sahara East? Dancers, but there was a place that ha- there was a place that I've seen before that has belly dancers. Oh, OK. All right. All right. There's a place called Sahara East that's a hookah bar. Yes. On f- Been there. First day. OK. Yeah. I think Susan Sharon's uh, husband. He uh he said he need, he was on London time and need to get up for the markets. That I don't. That, w- w- most finance guys would be sticking with the New York Stock Exchange. I right? had a friend who, granted, this was in North Carolina, but he was a trader. He's a um, derivatives trader, and he would have to work on the London markets, which is called LIBOR. Well, I He'd feel like I beg on, on my face. So what time? <laughs> so oh, at, you do. at at nine a.m. in New York. When what is it in London? Five a.m. Okay. How did you know that so fast? <laughs> Six no, hours? they're ahead. They're ahead. Six hours ahead. So it's 5 a.m. in London if it's 9 p.m. Oh, you said 9 a.m. Yeah, he said 9 a.m. Oh, sorry. So 9 5 p.m. It's yeah. always six hours. Huh. Oh, so on London, oh, wait, no. Be fine? Sorry, I'm wrong. It it's would not, be like, I can't do math. It would it's be 3 2 or 3 p.m. It's yeah. 2. Yeah, it's, it's 3. Hey, Willie Garson, if you're out there, can you tell us the correct answer? <laughs> <laughs> can you become the official fact checker for the show, please? Um. So the last thing that we do is we go around and we, we rate the episode on a 1 to 5 Cosmo scale. Okay. Uh, we can use quarter and half Cosmos. Uh, I believe uh, Corey started last time, so I'll I'll do this one. Okay. Um, oh man, I hadn't even thought of it. I think I'm gonna go three and a half Cosmos. I I oh, man, do I want to go higher? No, I'm gonna go three and a half Cosmos. I really liked this episode. I liked that everyone had a pretty good storyline. We didn't talk about Samantha's storyline that much, but there was some humor, and I like I love the way that she ended it with the therapist. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was like, hilarious. That was a really really good good uh, comedic moment um yeah i think uh i think having susan sharon in there and having the uh big's friend kind of shut her down was was felt really good even though it was a little bit rude but uh good episode three and a half three and a half cosmos uh i'm gonna go and um i think i'm gonna say three i uh i i gave well let's see i gave episode one a three i believe episode one of season two I still feel like three. I felt like this one had a little more humor and, and lightness than the first episode of the season. Uh, so I, I did enjoy that more. I'm glad that Samantha's out of the James relationship. Cause to <laughs> me that felt like it was a, it was like a joke that went on too long that I didn't buy as much. Um, but I don't know. I think I, the Charlotte episode, the Charlotte storyline, like kind of detracted and is like pretty throwaway. And I didn't even necessarily see how it tied in as much. Not yeah. that it always has to. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I, I, I could use a little more of like, I, I think I use a little more of like a home run of everything kind of coming together. I think the whole like carry and big on and off again thing, which I can only imagine is going to happen Just for the, get ready till the <laughs> end of time. I have heard some people say like people that some of our guests have been like, it's pretty tiresome. And even yeah. that I was like, this is like already a little tiresome to me. So I'm going to, I'm going to go three. I think it was solid. That's, that's not a good sign. That's not well, but you know what? Uh-oh. I will say, I think it was, it was just a little hit or miss for me like that, but I loved the, as always happens. I loved the Miranda storyline and like loved seeing yeah. Miranda and Cynthia Nixon. She was great, but I'm going to say three. Miranda just crushes it. She freaking crushes it. I love, Miranda. I love trying to watch this show. I love like, that Miranda's getting her due from you guys. It's we, great. Need to, we need to rename the podcast. <laughs> Instead of Bradshaw Boys, we need to be the Man Randas. We're the Man Randas. <laughs> We're the Man Randas. Um, I uh, I think I will say three point five because I did like it better than last episode. Is that what you gave it, John? Yeah, Cosbros. Cosbros. Um, so I did I did like it more than last one. Um, as always, same thing. I love the Miranda storyline, and I think that is really funny, good twist and. Um, and I just liked her, her acting in the scene where she was uncomfortable talking dirty and then she did it. She seemed like it was just like, great. Um, I will say the sting of the episode, maybe your vagina is too big. <laughs> it's so funny. That dude's that a good impression. We didn't, ta- we, we actually didn't talk about that line at all. Give some context to it. Oh yeah. Cause Miranda says, or oh, Samantha sorry, says like, therapy. says you have a small dick. And then he like leaves the door and he's like, Maybe your vagina. Have you ever thought maybe your vagina's too big? Slam. 
Right. Um, and I just I like I, I like that because he got out his zinger, but you know, like literally, she gave him an insecurity that will follow him the rest of his life, and maybe <laughs> and maybe has already led up to that moment. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. So but I do you I, think Samantha's actually ever thought about that? Um. <laughs> I, I believe I, at, in that moment she thought about it for a half second and was like, no. Nah. <laughs> well, I think she might have thought about it. And then the therapist, Samantha, was like, I need a big dick. And the therapist was like, I hear that. That was such a good moment. I loved that moment. Um, so I did like it. I will agree that we talked about before, like, is Mr. Big in this episode or not? And then it ended up being like a, a lot, lot about big. him. And so I don't know. I don't want to get in the spirit now of, of because it's going to it's going to be that a lot. But. I would love to, uh, hopefully this is maybe the end for a little bit so Carrie can worry about other things. And as a person, hopefully it is that it's like, I can't hang out with this guy. She needs to like put him on pause for a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So where were you, Virgil? How many Cosmos? I'm going to give it three Cosmos. Ooh, I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you on this one. Cos friends. In the same ballpark uh, though. Friends. Yeah. Same, same ballpark. Yeah. I, you know, same as you guys. Like I loved the Miranda storyline. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastically executed. Also, am I going to see the Manrandas like on the campaign trail for Cynthia Nixon if she actually runs for governor? 100%. Absolutely. 100%. When I saw that gossip, I was just like, yo. Apparently it's like a real thing. Yeah. Like, people in the working families party told us this might be coming and then it happened. And it seems like she's genuinely interested. So is that what she would be running? Is that the party she would run with? Possibly. I mean, in New York State, Democrats and the working families party are usually the same thing on the ballot. Mm. So, okay. yeah. Might be oh, one yeah. or both or whatever. Anyway, three Cosmos. Love Miranda's storyline. Didn't think Charlotte's was very good. Uh, I liked Samantha's, but yeah, I thought Carrie and Big are like, maybe, I mean, this is what happens when you're just starting a relationship or just ending a relationship, but they were acting like 16-year-olds more mm-hmm. than like grown adults to me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I give it just a three. And also because I know you guys have so much good stuff coming. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Without a spoiler, what what are you most excited for us to experience? I mean, just I to- really want your reactions to just like what ends up happening with Carrie and Big. Like okay. I'm dying to know what you think. Uh. What else am I like most excited for you to yeah. see? Or yeah, I don't know. a character, or storyline, or yeah. Steve talk talk. Yeah, I mean Steve, man, oh. Steve's great. All right, yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, it's good uh, stuff. And there's a lot of like great like guest stars and fun cameos ahead. Mm, awesome. So those are fun too. Well, thanks for being on Versha. Thanks yeah. for Where having me. Where can we find you on great. social media? I am at Versharma on Twitter and Instagram. V e r s h a r m a. It's a combination of my first and last name. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, find me. And I'm, I'm looking forward to following your guys' journey Fantastic. through this show. Thank We're you. excited to be on this journey. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see, see you next episode. Next time. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>